if you guys are frozen, we'll have to let it go. Wait. <laughs> so Wait, what? Uh, it's, it was it was a joke. Frozen, like let it go. The song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a little. I, I, I don't know if that laugh was like they still didn't get it, and they were just like laughing. No, at it's it. been a long day. It is Wednesday, September 30th, and as Will texted me at the absolute crack of dawn this morning, today is International Podcast Day. So today, like every other day, is a great day to support your favorite locally owned farm-to-table podcast. That podcast is, of course, The Real Bros of Holly Springs. I'm Brandon Rhodes, joined by Joey Will, the State Fair-winning zucchini to my fresh-off-the-tree apple, and bringing you only the best in locally sourced, organic, GMO-free podcast content. Well, those are those are great, uh, you know, fresh produce to relate both of us to, or or use as an analogy. But don't tell people that I I messaged you at the crack of dawn. I messaged you at seven this morning. So that's the crack of dawn. We have some other issues to talk about. I mean, yes, that is the crack of dawn. Um, I I don't have anything else to say besides that. We just have different interpretations of, of that. I mean, I, I was thrilled to you know get that text. And see it, but it, it was still a very early text time to get a text. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm up at five fifteen, five thirty in the mornings because I'm I'm still going to school and and teaching from school. Um, so I'm not even gonna like put you on the spot and ask when you woke up this morning. But if it was the crack of dawn, I'm assuming it was right at or right before I sent you that text message. Um, I am excited to be in Colorado the next two weeks and be teaching at five thirty in the morning each morning. That should be that should be fun for me. Oh, that's right. For okay, yeah, you're right. I, I forgot you were in Colorado. So, have not, you left? Not now. I'm at next. Not week. now, but you're leaving next week to go. So, like, it would be the crack of dawn if you were back yeah. home. So we'll, we'll see. I'll pretend I was out in time. Um, okay. As a reminder, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at marketing underscore hshs. Um, unfortunately for you, you were able to, you were unable to try Sarah cop a victory over me in our best dinosaur draft from last week. I think the big problem is the average citizen just doesn't know what a Spinosaurus or a Mosasaurus is. Got to go with the name brands, not your Mountain Roar store brand dinosaurs. T-Rex, Brontosaurus. People know what those are, and that's, I think, why I won. Once again, I will say that I feel like the drafts would go so much better if people actually listened to our actual debates about the draft boards, right? Instead of just looking on Twitter and saying, okay, what are the four names that they came up with? They need to listen to the content. Like, I, I'll be honest. I think our best content is the content that has nothing to do with serious topics. And that was a non-serious draft. So I feel like people should listen. But if they're not, it's okay. I lose again. It's become the norm. Whatever. Uh, I'm glad you brought up debates because, you know, that will be our draft pop topic today. We are going to be debating debates, uh, which I'm sure will be a lot of fun. Well, I, I'll be honest, like I, I thought about last night when we talked about it before the actual debate. And then today I thought about it a little bit on the, the way I'm going to go. So let's see kind of your first option and what my first option is. And it might get better. It might not. But it should be fun. Uh, speaking of other big news that happened last night, um, last night by an eight to one vote, the school board decided to follow the WCPSS recommendation and have high schools stay in a virtual setting for the remainder of the semester. Um, in an interesting and very contentious twist, 
um, the school board did not follow the district's recommendations for fourth and fifth graders and sixth through eighth graders who will both be returning on a plan B rotation. Well, pre-K through third graders will be coming back um, full time after one rotation. I know we talked about this last week some, but now that we know for sure that we'll be online for the rest of the semester, what are your thoughts on this decision and kind of how do you feel moving forward? Uh, at, at first, I feel like, you know, they agreed with us. They must have listened to our podcast instead of Wake County's podcast and said, you know what, these two guys are very intelligent and they have like a read on the situation. Like they know what's going on. That, that was my first thought. And then I realized like they don't listen to us. They probably would sit there and tell us to shut up if they, they heard our podcast. So my second thought was, this is probably the best decision from a logistical standpoint for everybody involved. And I do think that there might be some safety concerns that still exist or logistical concerns that still exist for the rotations and things like that for the younger age groups. But I'm glad that the younger kids are going to have an opportunity to get back to class. Um, I'm happy that fourth and fifth graders at some point will be able to get back in the classroom. And at the end of the day, like, not everybody's going to be happy with the decision. Uh, and if we would have all come back to school all at the same time, people are still going to be unhappy. And that's just the way it is. Like, there's not a perfect solution for everyone. But I think this was the logistically smartest decision that we could have made. Um, I think one of the big takeaways for me was at the beginning of the meeting last night, listening to Wake County's very own Super Nintendo Chalmers, uh, Kathy Moore speaking. Um, I think it was somewhat of an indictment on like the feasibility of the plan B plan in general, like the district recommended that plan B like there were no there were no cohorts that would be kind of under the plan B tier model. Like we talked about it last week, like logistically, it just doesn't make sense. Um, it's not practical. It's not feasible. And honestly, I think it results in kids getting even a worse education as you have teachers that are stressed beyond even the kind of the points they are right now. Um, I the reason they didn't think that the reason they didn't recommend sixth through eighth graders and fourth and fifth graders doing the plan B transition is just that they didn't think it could be done safely. Um, obviously the school board disagreed. So I'm very curious as to what ends up happening with that. Um, and if it's the guy doesn't think it can be done safely, I don't really know how you reconcile that and end up sending kids back. Um, again, I, I don't know a whole lot of non-high school teachers. I know that there were a lot of high school teachers that would have been pretty upset if the county had reversed course and decided to send us back um, to school soon. So I'm curious what the reaction from middle school teachers and fourth and fifth grade teachers are and if they kind of have concerns over whether or not that can be done safely. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't listening to uh, the, the board conversation and, I, and you even texted me and was like hey i guess we're not going back until second semester and i was following there there's the guy on twitter that kind of follows all things wake county public school education i don't know his exact twitter handle and we might be able to put that out there for everybody um because he, he i mean he does follow and kind of posts a lot of good information uh, about updates regarding to wake county public schools and decisions they make um and I was just kind of watch, walking through that on, on Twitter with him. And that, that's kind of the, the feel that I got was regardless of what people were like presenting, even some of the, the board people were like upset because they're like, oh, we just got this survey information, you know, an hour ago or four hours ago. And I haven't had time to look at it. And I feel like there was just a lot of excuses about why the decision was made the way it was made instead of just at the end of the day, what's common sense? Are kids gonna be safe during this process? Maybe not. And is it logistically possible to even provide a safe environment 
probably not. That's common sense. So at least for us at the high school level, they did the common sense thing and are making us stay, which I think is going to be a more consistent education for the kids throughout the first semester. But yes, I agree with you. I feel like having a middle school teacher or fourth or fifth grade teacher come on the podcast and talk with us about their feelings would be interesting to hear um, from their point of view. Yeah, that's something we might need to look into. Um, just as a heads up, the guy on Twitter, his Twitter handle is at N-C-K-H-U-I, um, at N-C-K-H-U-I, and he really is a great resource for following kind of all things um, education in the triangle um, and really doing uh, great work live tweeting uh, each and every school board meeting, but especially the big ones like last night. I know one of the big things they talked about at the meeting was how like we, we did get a survey last night. Um, and I know one of the big things is that this, the superintendent was asked was, you know, how teachers felt like fourth and fifth grade teachers, sixth grade teachers, like they're honestly unsure if there's gonna be enough teachers that are willing to come back to school to make school a possibility. And that made me think that, you know, they never actually surveyed us. Like they surveyed us on what plans we liked the best and the plans that yep. teachers said were the ones that were, had the fewest number of students back. Um, to be honest, I think that they, didn't survey teachers and if we wanted to come back to school because they don't want those results. Uh, and they didn't want to see the fact that possibly 60 to 70% of teachers, if not more, felt uncomfortable coming back to school at all. And uh, I'm curious what, what's gonna happen now that you know the hands have been forced kind of for fourth and fifth grade teachers and middle school teachers as well. Yeah, I, I agree. I should have clarified the survey that we were, were given was kind of like, do you want this type of remote or transitional classroom or would you want it to be a certain way so it's more about like the logistics aspect not like do we actually feel like we're safe being in this environment so yes I, I do I, I would want to hear that point of view and that perspective because I agree if they would have asked high school teachers how they felt about the whole situation I feel like a lot of us would would be kind of like fourth and fifth grade teachers or middle school teachers like this might not be the best decision that you guys have ever made yeah. And again, like any situation where you have, you know, six or seven kids in front of you and 30 kids teaching online, that's, that's not regular school. That's not what the kids want. Um, even, you know, I don't think a kid wants to be in a classroom with seven people. They're not, they're not sure if it's their friends or not. Uh, I think that's, to be blunt, a worse situation for kids academically than doing remote learning. Um, I realize there are probably special situations like special program students, students that have, you know, IEPs and need special services or 504 plans. I feel like they could be serviced somewhat by coming into the school, perhaps, but kind of on a large scale, regular education level. Uh, I don't think you have a better run class with, you know, six or eight kids in school uh, and 30 kids learning online. I just don't see that. Yeah, I've, I've taught a class. You, you've seen that class before. I, I taught a class with six students in it. and it's great when those are all the kids that signed up for your class are in the class at the same time. I don't think it would have been great if you only have a fifth of your class that you normally would have. And like you said, who are those kids that they're in there with? They might not even know them. So are they going to be interacting and, and communicating and socializing in that classroom setting? No, they're probably not. So I, I just think there's a lot of things that we don't have to deal with. Thank goodness because of the decision and unfortunately, not everybody's going to be happy, but I think it is going to be that consistent structure, at least throughout the first semester. All right, coming up next, we will be joined by two Holly Springs High School seniors, Sydney Howard and Ellie McIntyre, after a word from our sponsor. 10 to 15 minutes, that could describe a lot of things. The amount of time it takes me to make a point on this podcast, like I just did. The amount of time you save each way 
not having to drive to Holly Springs for in-person class. But anyone who has ever ordered takeout Chinese food knows that 10 to 15 minutes is the universal time that your order will be ready. Small businesses are struggling. So tonight, lay down your knives, put away your Real Bros Cooking Corner cookbook, and get a takeout order from your favorite Chinese restaurant. It's delicious, you'll feel better about yourself, and you'll be supporting a local small business. In 10 to 15 minutes, you'll have a perfect meal. This message has been brought to you by the Triangle Chinese Restaurant Guild. Today, we are very excited to welcome on the podcast two seniors, both of whom I had the privilege of teaching in world history as freshmen, um, both of whom are excellent runners for the cross country team, and both of whom are also officers this year for DECA. So Sydney Howard and Ellie McIntyre, welcome. It's great to have you both on. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So this obviously probably is not the beginning uh, that you guys had for, you know, when you guys entered into high school as freshmen. I'm sure you didn't think this was going to be your senior year or the beginning of your senior year. Uh, but how are both of you doing and how is this year going uh, for you so far? Um, it's going better than I anticipated. I definitely thought online would be a lot worse, but I've been pretty productive and pretty good about getting all my work done. Um, mostly I'm just upset about cross country though and not being able to be with the team all the time. Um, POV, I'm actually looking at Ellie in judgment right now because I know neither of us have motivation for our classes at the moment. <laughs> um, we have stats together, and I know that's a little bit of a struggle, but we're just still trying to get up every day and do our best, I guess, with the circumstances. I know stats can be tough because oftentimes statistics teachers are a little bit mean. <laughs> um, this feels cool. That was just a stats, yeah. stats joke or mean, median. All right, never mind. Uh, oh, <laughs> we missed it. I missed it again. <laughs> um, two, two dad jokes and two just silent reactions. So just, just oh, four words. Like, uh... Not a good start to the podcast, but that's okay. As long as the audience knows that the biggest laughter, that was me. That was my laughter there. <laughs> so I did have you both two years ago, but Sydney, I have you in class right now also. Um, I know we've spoken a little bit about this, but how, like, you kind of mentioned that motivation's tough, and I know Ellie said that it's kind of not as bad as expected, but what are kind of, are there any positives to online learning so far? Mm, I feel like having everything on the sites is a little bit more organized. Um, it's easier to see the due dates. I feel like it's more task-oriented. It's not as vague. So I guess it's easier to get things done in that perspective. And although I'm sad that I can't like collaborate with my, with my fellow students, I kind of like working alone because I'm a little bit of a control freak. So I like <laughs> that aspect of it. I can just kind of get my work done at my own pace for the most part. So you're really enjoying the group kind of doing right now? Mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Ellie, what about you? A any positives? Um, I, I do like working alone. I find that I can get more stuff done if I'm like working by myself, like sitting alone, but sometimes I will misplace or forget like certain assignments just because everything's online and I don't have everything to actually like, like I don't have all my papers that I can like lay out and like see what I need to get done. What about like the big negative stuff? Like if there's something that like you think the school could change that would make online learning better, like what would you want the school to change to make this a better experience for you? Um, to quote our 
Favorite DECA advisor, <laughs> Mr. Doggett. Sorry, Coach Will. Personally, you're good. We would like teachers to implement this thing he calls the grace policy that he described to us where um, teachers are a little bit more lenient of our due dates and aware that we don't have all day to dedicate to sitting at a computer during school and on top of that just go back to sitting at the computer. Um, I know he's implementing this system where students can have like a max of 30 minutes to do their work and then if you don't finish it just turn in what you get done and it'll still be like fully graded and I think that would be a great thing for our teachers to take note of. Definitely. Is that anything else on top of that, Ellie, or just agree with what, what, what she said? I completely agree with all of that. <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me to give Doggett uh, credit where credit is due or to agree with anything that he says because I normally don't, but I do, <laughs> I, do think, I do think in this particular instance that it's definitely something that most teachers, I think, are starting to realize that they should be doing that, and hopefully as we transition into the second quarter, it becomes more of a norm. So last night, uh, the school board, if you guys didn't hear about this, or our listeners did not hear, um, the, school board, the school board voted that high schools would remain online uh, for the remainder of the semester. So how do you both feel about that decision, and how would you feel about returning to school? I'm kind of happy we're finishing this semester online. I know there was like a lot of confusion about like what teachers were going to do about like which classes were online and stuff, but I feel like it's good for kind of everyone to stay on the same schedule for now at least and kind of everyone finish the semester online. Uh, personally, I don't know if I'm going to even want to go back to school. I feel like everything's going to be so different and not what we're expecting and like we're not going to have as many events to go to or like I don't know, things to look forward to, I guess. So I kind of like online. I agree with Ellie. I mean, I feel like we should just kind of finish out this semester. Um, regarding going back, I feel like I would be looking forward to all the normal school events that I know probably wouldn't take place as regularly, like football games and all of the school spirit type of events. So if anything, maybe online might just be the thing we should take its full course, regrettably. Now, is there, is there, um, you can go ahead. Oh, have you guys thought at all kind of about like, if you sign up for virtual academy in the spring, like, is that something you've thought about? Or do you have any idea what you want to do with that? I mean, I have only signed up for plan B the whole time. Because I feel like if there's any chance of going back, I'm going to take that. I'm okay with doing the virtual. But if there's any hope of me seeing my friends again, or like, being in events with people, then I'm definitely going to take that opportunity to like go to prom and like games and stuff. Well, At least. Like, if, oh, you, sorry. if you're signed up for virtual academy, like, you can still go to football games and stuff and still go to prom. Mm -hmm. So those are still things you, you, you can do. But yeah, there's a lot of the day-to-day -day stuff that you'd miss out on and stuff. Uh, Elliot, have you thought about virtual academy and stuff for the spring? I'm kind of torn between the two. I don't, I think, I kind of wish there was a way for me to like, test it out first and see if I liked going back to school or not because I mean now that I'm used to being online I don't know if I would like being in a classroom all day with like hardly any kids and everyone's wearing masks and I don't know I feel like it just wouldn't be what I was anticipating. And I know that's something Rhodes that we talked about was with 
just being in remote learning, like there's structure in place. And I feel like students, whether they like remote learning or not, I think they're getting used to like the process and the structure that it's providing and teachers are getting in a rhythm and students are getting in a rhythm. So unless we go back, like all students in the classroom, like I, I can see why both of you are probably like debating whether or not it's worth it, because is it worth kind of that weird structure that you would have in the spring? Cause it wouldn't be normal. And that's not fair to you guys. Cause you're, you're both seniors. So. Mm, not the senior year I was expecting. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, so we talked about the logistical aspect of it, like health wise, like, would you feel safe going back to school and kind of being around four up to four to 500 people at school, you know, over the course of the day? Is that something that you think is, is that something you feel comfortable doing? Not really. Absolutely not. I, I know my fellow students and I know good and well that they're probably not taking these measures as seriously as they should be. <laughs> I know I myself have also messed up in that category as well. So it's like, if we go back, we're all just kind of endangering each other. Yeah, and that's, I know some of the teachers have talked about as well. Um, not necessarily, again, it's asking, you know, 14 to 18 year olds to always be responsible is, is asking a lot. Asking two teachers in their thirties to always be responsible is sometimes asking a lot as well. Um, but, so another, I know another big reason we wanted to have you guys on is that tomorrow you're able to start like official cross country workouts with your team and coaches. Um, and by the time this podcast actually posts, you'll have already finished your first workout. Um, so how, how excited are you guys for that? <laughs> it's going to be very interesting. I was super excited about it before because Normally we would have already started all the way back in July, but, and we would have had probably like 10 races by now, this time in August. Um, but September, <laughs> it's definitely going to be different because only about half the team can show up at a time and we all have to wear our masks and like line up like kindergartners separated from each other until we're like on the track and it's going to be very different and I feel like it's not really gonna feel like a team atmosphere but we're gonna do the best we can. We're definitely like a big family everyone always is like giving hugs and is super encouraging and stuff and I feel like being separated like everyone social distancing at practices is going to be a big change and of course they're talking about like all these different rules that they have to implement for races and everything like racing six feet apart and like no spectators so I'm I'm interested to see how the season's gonna go, but I am excited to get back to somewhat normal workouts and get to see my coaches and stuff. So Sydney, you kind of mentioned it, and I want you guys to kind of touch on it a little bit, is like cross country is a really big family. And I don't know if people realize how that atmosphere, that culture um, is really been developed over time. And it's very specific to, to your team. Like you guys have a big family. And Sydney, you said that, that's not going to maybe be the case at workouts now and at practices. So what are y'all going to try to do to like try to create that family atmosphere, even though the COVID restrictions might prevent what you normally do? Um, I know over summer, my friend Ava reached out to our coach and got a hold of all of the new freshmen coming up. And we had previously done this thing where the seniors each get assigned a group of the underclassmen to mentor and kind of meet up with every week. And I know that's kind of a big part of what we're trying to do right now is like create relationships, even though we can't physically be around each other as close and as often, we're still trying to develop that team aspect and know that like 
these people can rely on us and we're like family. Like we still want them to feel comfortable around us and welcomed. So do you, do you guys have any like plans besides that? Like, have you thought about, or as like seniors, have you all thought about potentially some things that you might do during the season to try to continue that? Honestly, right now, I don't think any of us really know what we're going to do. Um, sorry. Um, it's definitely going to be different with, like I said, with races and everything. Like, I don't know if we're going to be able to like be around each other and be cheering for everybody. Um, I'm kind of not excited, but not, what's the word? Like, um, I don't know, apprehensive, <laughs> whatever, uh, to see how this works out with like the freshmen and everything. Cause I know when we were freshmen, we kind of like jumped right in and everyone was like super welcoming, like always giving hugs and everything, like helping us do whatever. And we were just like always with the whole big group. So I don't know how that's exactly going to work out this year, but so do you guys have like meets? Like have you been in touch with underclassmen and freshmen already? Or is that something that you're gonna like start doing more of now that you're gonna start workouts and stuff? Uh, some of our senior groups that like have been assigned uh, underclassmen have already like met up with their groups or like, I don't know, gone on like a group call or texted a bunch, like made a group chat and stuff. So a lot of us already know a good amount of the underclassmen, so. So I know theoretically running is like a, a decent social distancing, distancing activity. Have you been able to like go on runs with your teammates and stuff over the last few months or is that not something you guys have really been able to do? Um, we've definitely still met up unorganized outside of Holly Springs. So it's like it's separate entity. So we're not like organized as a team meeting together, but we're still friends just getting together at like Tobacco Trail and Bass Lake and Sug Farm and Rumble Park. We're just still getting in those workouts. So what's, what's a good time? So for cross country, you guys run 5K, right? What, what's like yes. a good time for, for you? Like what's, like what's what's your goal time for how fast you can run 5K? I want to break 21 this year, 21 minutes. I want to run under 21 minutes again. Like I did one time sophomore year. That's my I was so close. <laughs> Uh, Ellie, are, are you faster than your brother is, uh, Jackson, who graduated last year? Oh, I'm so much faster than him. Good. That's, that was <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I, I figured Jackson was as slow running as he was, like, in a civics classroom, so I just assumed he was pretty slow running also. He, he's a turtle. Okay. Uh, Will, how, how fast do you think you could beat them in a race? Like, what's the, what's the longest distance race that you think you could beat Sydney and Ellie at? I mean, I don't, I don't run long distance like they do very often, but over the summer, so I will say this, over the summer, I was going, I was doing the fitness packet that I assigned the men's team and I did it for 10 weeks, just like they did. And I got to the point where I could run three miles in 21 minutes. So I, I don't know exactly where that is with the 5k, like distance wise. I know that's pretty close, but like I, I got to a, I got to three miles in 21 minutes. The 5K is like 3.1 miles. Yeah, so, so like they, they obviously would beat me, but over the summer I was to the point where I could maybe contend. I would at least be like behind them, not being lapped. That's the way I look at it. How, I'm not going to ask you, Rhodes, because I don't even want you to like <laughs> feel bad about what your answer would be, but Rhodes, do you think you could beat them in a race? Uh, like if I was driving maybe? Yeah. <laughs> If I hit them over the head with something and they were knocked out unconscious for 20 or 30, I mean, I'm not saying, I, look, I'm just saying situations where I would beat you in a race. Um, so that's potentially one. Um, so yeah, I think th those are it. 
either with a car or knocking you guys unconscious first would really be my only big chances. Sounds good. Which I'm not, which I'm like not planning on doing, so. <laughs> you might have us beat in the category of a sprint if you can do that. I don't know how fast your legs move, but um, distance runners. <laughs> We're not really. sprinters. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that skill set. We a while to get going. I feel like I, I'm, I'm a bit taller than both of you, I feel like. So I feel like I'd have an, I could take fewer strides, but my advantage. My lack of endurance would kick in after, I don't know, 20, 30 meters or so. So it'd have to be a pretty <laughs> And I, I know just from experience in working with Coach Henry, like over the summer, you guys run like every single day. And it's like seven in the morning. It's very structured. Yep. You guys have that in place. And then you get to August and you're ready to go. And then you mentioned like you're starting workouts and it's almost October. But like how, how different has just like getting used to or getting into like a groove running like you normally would be, how has that been different because of everything going on? Uh, personally, I haven't really stopped running since our whole quarantine break back in March. Um, I feel like that's very out of character for a lot of us to take that long of a break, knowing like eventually we're going to have a season coming up, whether it's in the summer or in the winter or whatever. But I think a lot of us just like really wanted to make sure we can stay in shape and like do our best, especially the seniors having our last cross country season, like wouldn't want to jeopardize that by not running for that long. Um, I feel like a main difference, honestly, is the weather. Like when we normally start, it's like, almost 100 degrees sometimes at Sug Farm and like peak sunshine but now we're starting our season and it's in the 70s and it's not even humid it's definitely different by the time we're racing in like conference it'll probably be like Snowing. 40 degrees so <laughs> that's going to be a big difference from racing in like 80s and 90s for I'm, sure I'm looking forward to that that sounds more pleasant all right last running related question for you guys so why why do you like running so much? Like what, I'm not like trying to interrogate, but just kind of can you explain like what, what drew like you guys to running and why you love that sport so much? Um, personally, I didn't even want to do cross country before I started high school. Um, my brother Jackson and my mom kind of basically forced me to at least like go to workouts and stuff. And I was super nervous, but after like a couple of weeks of just being there, I realized that it really is just like a big family and everyone loves each other and is so supportive. And I wasn't not, I was not good at running when I first started, but that's definitely something you have to like work for and you have to really want. And like, once you're a good runner, like it feels good to go on runs and like, you like the feeling of like, Oh, you just finished a long run. Like you did great. And Oh, you just did awesome in this race. Like that's, that's really awesome. Yeah. For, for myself, I know that I'm kind of very goal oriented so running is super gratifying because your your achievements are measurable. It's like time and place. You can see when you're like getting better and stuff. And it's just really rewarding to know that your work is paying off. And also it does help to have that nice beach body in the <laughs> summer. That is a benefit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, that, maybe that's why I don't like beaches very much because I don't enjoy running. <laughs> I was going to say, as two 30-year-old podcast hosts, I don't, I don't think we really understand that too much. So, <laughs> so as, Rhodes, as Rhodes mentioned at the top, uh, you're both DECA officers, and obviously I am a co-advisor for DECA, so DECA Diamond, let's go. 
All right. Uh, Sydney, so for the listeners that don't know, Sydney is the VP of leadership and Ellie is the VP of marketing. So can both of you kind of just talk about what DECA is and maybe talk a little bit about like what your officer position was supposed to be this year and just like your overall experience in DECA? Okay. So for those of you who don't know what DECA is, it is for students who are in marketing classes or business classes. It's often hard to understand or describe but basically we like get together and we go to compete (laughs) compete in business events and talk about like entrepreneurship or marketing or all those business related things so what are the events like so sydney what event do you participate in so last year, I was actually a first-year member, and I did nonprofit management. No, that is actually very false. What did I do? Business administration. That's a, that's a question for the man in charge, Doggett. Don't look at me. I don't know. I just show <laughs> Um, I did business administration. That's what it was. So, like, how someone would run something or deal with, like, the people who work in the environment, I guess, and, like, Mm, I need a redo. <laughs> Obviously, it's a very memorable experience for you. Uh, Ellie, what about you? What, what event did you do or have you done in the past? Um, last year, I was also a first-year member, and I didn't even compete in districts. <laughs> so I joined the very last competition of the year. And I did um, startup business plan for entrepreneurship. And I had my group members and Basically what we did was we had our presentation for our like fake little business that we created and presented in front of the judge and talked about like our benefits and our like target market and all that kind of stuff. What was your fake business? Our fake business was, I believe it was called the green market. We were like an eco-friendly um, like food distribution place. The amount of times I had to hear her run through this presentation. I rehearsed so much. Oh my gosh. But we got a good grade, so. There you go. Um, Most people don't know, like Rhodes, you came to a DECA trip one time at States. And I don't know if it was, what, three years ago? It was an an FBLA trip for the club. Oh, oh, wow. It was way back (laughs) in time. All right. Well, anyways, like. It's amazing how, especially with the, the groups that do presentations like small or any, anything startup business or anything, the, the amount of times that you guys present to us when we're at States and we're in our little hotel room and you guys come in, you're giving us the presentations. It's like, we hear it like 20 times. So I can only imagine <laughs> how bad you felt. And we, we probably heard it a lot as well. So sorry. That was definitely helpful though. Like going over it in front of all the advisors and like getting everyone's input. Maybe that's what we should do, Rhodes, is we should, like, practice the podcast, like, one time through, so we can screw up, and then we come back, and then, obviously, it'd be inauthentic that way, just like with speaking, I like things to sound like they're kind of off the cuff, but in reality, like, they're very, very, like, planned. Um, Actually, with you guys' reflection, we did do, like, a a public speaking thing in class, so maybe that inspired you guys to join DECA someday. You guys get to, do you guys remember that? Give, like, a presentation, whatever you wanted to. Yep, I did mine on cross country. <laughs> Me too. Oh, perfect. That sounds perfect. Um, so I guess uh, real quick, one joke before I move on. Uh, do you know what it was called when someone uh, actually competed at 10 different events at DECA last year? They completed the DECA flan. DECA. I knew it was going to be something DECA. DECA. Whatever. All right. Uh, so, oh, uh, you can't hear it. 
their, their mics just cut out. They were laughing a lot. I think their mic just got broken there. So I think that's why you couldn't hear the laughter. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so oh, that's so embarrassing for me. Um, so we'll go one last big plug of all your extracurriculars uh, for Sydney. Uh, I know you started the club, Random Acts of Kindness, with the coolest name for yourselves, the uh, Ractivists. Um, I really do like that a lot. Um, so why did you start this club? And for those listening, what are some things that people can do in their day-to-day -day lives to start being good activists? So I go to church with about like six of the girls that I started it with my sophomore year. So you probably know Maddie Schwenneker and Anna Sharp, Jada Perkinson, and Emma Rush. Yes, I know how to count. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, we started it because at church we had this lesson about like what are things we can do just outside of the church to spread kindness and we were like well why don't we just start a club at school and we had this idea and we planned it over summer we proposed it to the school and we got it passed so we started it and in the first year we had over a hundred members which was huge um, we have like monthly meetings where we just do these little kindness projects and we do things like make these blessing bags for the homeless shelters or you write letters to babies in the NICU. Um, it's just really easy for, it's kind of low commitment for students that like are busy or aren't involved in lots of clubs. It's an easy way for them to get some service into their lives, I guess. Um, we also have these little weekly kindness projects that we send out in the GroomMe and these are ways that you can be kinder in your day-to-day -day life. Like the one for this week was to turn your camera on for your teachers for a whole day because I know that can make a teacher's day. I hope so, at least. I know you guys don't like talking to those circles all day long. <laughs> we're, we're used to talking to 30 blank screens, but yes, we do prefer talking to, you know, actual student faces. <laughs> so one more activist question. So I, I kind of have a story for you that I want you to kind of tell me like, what level of kindness is required in the situation. So a few nights ago, this is like about 12 o'clock at night, I was taking my dog Ruzar out. And when we were walking, like he like all of a sudden froze and started staring at something. So it turns out it was like a cat. Like him and the cat were like in a standoff with each other. Um, it was like a stray cat. I was like, oh, like I should go like see what the deal with this is. Because back, side story here, my senior year of college, I adopted a stray cat for a week. Um, I named the cat, <laughs> I kept feeding it tuna and it kept coming back to our house. My roommates were thrilled with this, um, that the random stray cat I was just picking up and um, petting and letting into our house till eventually I was told I had to stop feeding it. Um, and sadly, Buttercup, I'm sure found her way into the world. But anyway, uh, this cat, um, <laughs> like, I felt like really bad. Like I wanted to like see what the deal with the cat was. Like did somebody lose their cat? So I went back, took my dog back upstairs um, because they were not getting along in the cat. So I went back downstairs to look for the cat. I, like, I checked next door and someone in my neighborhood kind of reported a lost cat from a couple hours earlier that looked sort of like the cat that I saw. So I was like trying to find this cat and like message this woman telling her I think I might've found the cat. So I like basically this cat hid underneath the car and I was like waiting underneath the car for like half an hour. I kept trying to like find this woman's like name online and try to like figure out how to get a hold of her, she'd get her cat back. Eventually this cat like wanted nothing to do with me. Obviously, I'm obviously creeping it out. Um, but it eventually bolted and ran away from me. So like, 
Let's say I find a stray cat. I know you're a cat person. Like, what should you? What should a person who finds a stray cat do? Like, should I have like tried that hard to reunite the cat with its owner? As it turned out, that wasn't even the cat the person lost. Like, she said that like her cat came back an hour later, and she never updated her post. But like, what what should I have done in that situation to be like a kind person? Mm, Well, being an owner of four cats, I am aware that they're a little bit finicky at times, especially strays. Um. If it was running away from you, I don't really, I don't really know if there's much hope for that situation. A cat will never be caught if it doesn't want to be. It would have been a lot more painful for you to try and get it corralled than it would be if you just let it go. If it was meowing and if it was like coming up to you, then it was probably domesticated, and I guess then it would want a home. But I don't know if you should mess with the one that's trying to hide from you. <laughs> so the cat did meow a few times, which which is how I knew it was a cat. Like I'm not great with animals. At first I was like, is this a raccoon? Like I wasn't sure what it was, but like, the meowing was like a pretty dead giveaway that I was pretty sure it was a cat. So like, let's say you saw a cat just like out and about. Like what would would you try to like take it in and like bring it to a shelter? Like what would you do if you found a stray cat? <laughs> if I see a cat outside or like in my neighborhood and I don't know it, I definitely will try to approach it. <laughs> I just like pet them, I guess. <laughs> um, if it was like super friendly with me, then I might pick it up if it was like, if it seemed lost, but usually if you're in a neighborhood, they probably just, they just like roam around and like yeah, explore. I know all of my cats are outdoor cats, so they just roam around my neighborhood. So they probably already belong to someone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know how cats work. This is like my first real big like cat experience besides for, you know, adopted <laughs> cat my senior year of college, whatever, 10 years ago now. Uh, so yeah, I just, I wanted to ask. I figured I could get your opinion on like the kind thing to do in this situation. Right, I've known you for eight years and we've done this podcast for several months and this is the first time I'm hearing about this cat story. I'm appalled. <laughs> I'm absolutely appalled that you waited until this episode to bring out the cat story. I mean, I I can't just tell all of my stories every single time. This would be like a 47-hour podcast. We got to like kind of keep going. <laughs> the fact that you would sacrifice tuna for it too is just huge. Tuna's your favorite, right? It, it tuna is. sandwich? I do. I do love tuna. So yeah, that, that really showed like my commitment to, you know, trying to help this cat out. Dedication. 10 out of 10 kindness points. Thank you. That's all I wanted you to say is that I was a good person. So we're good. We can end this now. We're we're done. (laughs) (laughs) So while we're like giving Rhodes props and giving him 10 out of 10 for kindness points, we got one more like moral obligation that we want you guys to kind of help us through. All right. So we have a mailbag question uh, that came up and maybe a similar issue up to you guys to determine whether it's really similar to a cat issue. But one of my best friends, good friends, is someone that I do not like at all. Last week, my best friend asked to see one of my papers for a class so that she could get a better better idea of how to write her paper. But I found out later that she sent my paper to the other friend I don't like who just put her name on the paper and turned it into her teacher. This girl and I have different teachers, but I'm really upset about the whole thing. I can't believe my best friend sent my paper to someone I don't trust and don't like, who then copied my work. I want to turn in this other girl for cheating, but I don't want my best friend to be mad at me. What should I do? Signed, 
paper plagiarized. Wow. Now that is quite the predicament. Yes. Um, the, the best friend should have known that they didn't like the person, knew they were going to copy it. They weren't a true friend to begin with, in my opinion, if they sent it to someone that they knew you didn't like, because if you're true best friends, then you know you hate the same people. Exactly. <laughs> or, Real friends know who the other friends don't like and who not to trust. So you guys are looking at each other. So what name are you thinking of right now who you guys don't like and don't, I'm kidding. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, we love so, everybody. Uh, I'm sure. That's, that's the kind thing to do. Um, yeah. But so, do you think this girl should turn in the other girl who plagiarized her paper? Like, do you think she should do something about it or just kind of suck it up? She should, um, she should confront her best friend about it and tell her that that was not cool. And then I wouldn't turn in the girl for the paper. I would, t I would talk to the best friend yeah. and be like, that's not cool. Don't do that. The best friend is at fault for going back on her or him, them, whatever. So you would, you would talk to her before you turned in the person you don't like to give her a heads up or you would just have the conversation and not turn in. The, yeah, the just talk to the friend. Okay. There's no point to turn in the person who plagiarized if you were the one that sent it to begin with, because you kind of made that mistake. You knew what would happen if you sent your paper. There was a possibility of that happening. Maybe so that's on you. Maybe after you talk to the best friend, talk to the other person and be like, don't do that. <laughs> I hated you then, and I still hate you now kind of conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I hate okay. you more now. Yeah. <laughs> so again, I know I'm sure this is your guys' first experience with knowing someone who's cheated. I know you guys would both never do that. So that's, uh, yeah. I really do believe that. So never mind. I, I know that sounded sarcastic, but I did mean that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So coming up next, we are going to play some 20 questions. Will's least favorite game in the entire world. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are 10 things you need to know. Okay, so we're going to play Coach Will's favorite game of 20 questions. After the debacle from last time, I am 100% sure that he knows the people that we were doing 20 questions with. And to help that out, our first round is going to be people associated with the Holly Springs High School school community. All right, so it's, it's a person associated with Holly Springs. Um, each of our guests can ask yes or no questions uh, to try to get their person. They're trying to figure out who their person is in the least number of guesses. All right. So Coach Will wants to, quote unquote, get this out of the way because he knows he's going to lose like a loser. Um, and so he is up first. All right. So you said Holly Springs community, right? The Holly Springs High School community. Okay. Uh, is this person an administrator? No. Uh, is this person a teacher? No. <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm stumped. I was really hoping you would say yes to one of those questions. Um, is this person a <laughs> faculty member? What do you mean by faculty member? They, they just work. They work. For, they're not technically a teacher. They're part of faculty. No. So they, oh my god. Is this person a coach at the high school? Yes. Coach Henry. Yes. 
Okay. Five. five. I, I told you before we started. I said it's going to be Coach Henry. We we had love to, you, Coach. We had to give a shout out to our biggest podcast fan. And so, Coach Henry, uh, five guesses. Will not not bad. All right. That that's much better than last time. All right. Uh, well, I, I thought you were going to go with like RJ because, but I'm assuming these are just like random order. Like you don't have these picked out for. Correct. The order was preset of who this was they were going to be. So Coach Henry was always going to be the first one, no matter who went first. All okay. right. Second one, Sydney, you are up. A someone that's associated with the Holly Springs community. Um, are they a teacher? Yes. Do they work in the math department? Yes. <laughs> Is it a boy? I mean, I think they prefer the term like man or woman, but yes, it is a boy. <laughs> is it Mr. Smith? It is not Mr. Smith. Is it Mr. Racy? It is not Racy. Is it Mr. Ruger? <laughs> it is not Ruger. Oh no, I don't know anymore. <laughs> Can I, I phone a friend? <laughs> I only know one math teacher, so. Um, oh no. I don't know any more math teachers. <laughs> oh, the pressure. I'm phoning a friend. Phoning a friend? I'm really thinking. Hold on. Um, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know any more math teachers. I'm going like, down. You could ask more questions kind of to figure out more about them, perhaps, instead of just guessing names. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Are they a coach? Yes. Oh. Is it Coach Miller? Yes, it is Miller. Yes. Oh. So eight. Will had eight, or Cindy had eight. Will had five. All right, Ellie, we are over to you. I try to help you, Sydney. I said it's. I only know one math coach or math teacher. I try to help a little bit. But. It was. Oh man, she said, "Pay attention next we time." We, we didn't have a height requirement for the member of the Holly Springs community. <laughs> yeah, that's. I know he's not listening, so it's fine. Uh, yeah, not at all. All right, Ellie. So you you can start guessing whenever whenever you're ready. Okay. Um. Are they a coach? No. Are they a teacher? Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> why do I not know what questions are? There's a lot of possibilities. <laughs> um, like a hundred. Are they a science teacher? No. Are they an English teacher? No. <laughs> do they teach a core subject? No. Are they an electives teacher? Yes. Okay. Are they a language teacher? No. Are they a CTE teacher? No. I forgot I have only like, I'm at like nine questions. Are they an art teacher? No. Oh my gosh. Are they a gym teacher? No. <laughs> what other electives are there? Oh, electives? Think, think, the, think the commons area. Are they, are they uh, like dance or um, dance? <laughs> um, arts teacher, a fine arts teacher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they are a fine arts teacher. Great, I've never taken any of those classes. There's only three, so. There's four. Oh, okay, yeah, all right, my bad, four. Um, 
<laughs> Are they female? Yes. So you're down okay. to possibilities here. Well, I already lost the game. <laughs> There's a second round, don't worry. So you can catch up in the oh, second. Okay. I don't know what the name is. <laughs> what, one starts with an S and one starts with a P. I That's what I just I said. said. P. What's her name? Um, Miss. Oh, I'm going to ask Jackson. Man, this is why neither of us are in any arts class. <laughs> so you, you said P, right? I, I, I knew, I think the chorus teacher, that's a P, right? Yeah. Uh, good guess. Great guess. You got it as the chorus teacher, Miss Patchett. Patchett. Oh, okay. that's what it is. I hope she doesn't listen to this because she should be. Um, so, be, wow. you know, as a fun, as a pattern, I'm sure you guys all realized, all three people that were clues here are previous podcast guests. So I'm sure that's a, a clue that the listening audience is very aware of there. So after round one, Ellie was. Anybody realizes that Miller was a former guest. He was our, our guest on our, I believe, our third ever episode, our second guest that we had on. Um, so actually, it might have been our second. Was it our second episode? No, it was our third ever episode. Yeah. Uh, so after round one, Ellie's got 13, Sydney with eight, Coach Will with five. We cannot let Coach Will win here. Uh, so we're going to go in reverse order um, right here. So Ellie, you actually get to go um, first for the next round. This is going to be a celebrity. All right. Um, is this person an actress or an actor? Um, sort of, we'll say. They, they have <laughs> acted. They have acted. They're not known for their acting. Is this person a musician or like an artist? Yes. Can I, is this person male? No. Does this person um, make uh, pop music? Um, I mean, as, I, as their main like genre. It's it's very popular music. I, it might be like another genre as well, but like it's kind of top twenty, top forty type hits. Yes. <laughs> um. So we got a female musical artist who has sometimes acted, who makes popular songs. Ask. That's not the part of the question. Um, I'm blanking. I'm not good at this game. Don't give up. I'm gonna start guessing people. Is it Taylor Swift? It is not Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, does this person have blonde hair? I don't think so. <laughs> um, Good question. Is this person name, known by a name other than her given name? Yes. She is known by know, a different name other than her given name. Is it Lady Gaga? <laughs> Not Lady Gaga. You're kind of on the right track there-ish. Is it pink? No. Is it... Um, more, more recently famous. Um... Uh, She's getting, uh, she has a very, very popular song out now. She's getting divorced. Mm. I'll keep up with this stuff. Ask if it's his favorite singer. Is it your favorite singer? It's not Kesha, no. No, it's not Kesha. Uh, I, think, I think to help out with this, Ellie, is I think her name um, might start with a D. Right? No. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that anyways. Um, it's oh, oh, I know who it is. All right, yeah. 
her name is two words and one of them is a letter. So it's just two words. One of those words is just a letter. Hold on. I, Cardi B. That is correct. Great guess. Oh, so man. sorry. Great guess. Uh, this game is going just as well as I thought it would. Uh, so Ellie, your score is uh, close. It's, it's a solid score. We'll, we'll see if Sydney can beat it here. All right. So All right. I was thinking Demi Lovato. But. <laughs> I think that's her actual name, though. Is it? Or I don't actually yeah, know. Yeah, that's, that's like in my head I was thinking Demi because you said she was getting divorced. So that was why I was thinking. Oh, no. Demi Lovato, I feel. Or is she getting divorced or is she just breaking off her engagement? She's breaking off the engagement. So that's like I was thinking that, but obviously it didn't fit the crew. All right. Oh, he's keeping right. up with this. Yeah, I, I'm very into Cardi B has been an, an actress before. Yes, she was in a movie that I saw, uh, one with like Jennifer Lopez, mm -hmm. where they're like, I think Hustlers maybe or something. Or... Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not cultured enough. I don't think that has anything to do culture. Uh, <laughs> I think that's just, Rhodes saw something that nobody else has really watched. <laughs> uh, all right, so you're up. We need a good score here so that you can pass uh, Coach Will. So. Whenever you're ready. I'm ready. I'm eliminated. All right. Is it a male? Yes. Are they a singer? No. Are they an actor? Yes. Are they younger than 30? No. Were they in any Marvel movies? Yes. Mm. I think I know who it is, but... Is it Robert Downey Jr.? Yes. Wow. Very, very. Let's go. Okay, I was not. I was about to say Paul Rudd, but that would have been a good guess too. But Robert Downey Jr. was correct. Iron Man is correct. So your total score is fourteen. So Will, if you get this in eight or less, you are the champion. All right, eight or less, you're the champion. I'm uh, not. Don't don't hold up two L's. Neither one of you. Stop they're, it. They're holding up the DECA sign at you. I'm not sure what that's supposed to do. Uh, yeah, DECA. Yeah, well, Ellie is. Uh, originally, Sydney was like, you're going down. Two L's. The least intimidating gang sign. Two L's makes a dub. <laughs> yeah. All right. Two L's put together. What? <laughs> you are up here. And this is a famous person? A famous person. Oof. Uh, are they an actor or yeah, actress? No. Okay. Are they a singer? No. I, dude, if it's a politician, I'm getting, I'm done. Are you asking if it's a politician? Yes, I am. No. Okay. <laughs> Last time he had a politician, and it took me like 15 guesses. Um, I don't want to even oh, finish. Real quick, right, let's actually ask them. Do you girls know who the mayor of Holly Springs is? Absolutely Dick not. Sears. There we go, Sydney. Good job. Okay, well, me and me and Ellie are on the same wavelength because I yeah. had no I had no idea. I live in Fuqua, I had no idea, and I didn't even get through my twenty questions. I gave up. <laughs> All right. So no actor or actress, no singer, and nope. and no politician. Uh, dude, like, uh, are are they a major business owner? No. <laughs> Oh, okay. My bad. All right. So, at, at fleet, I'm assuming. No. No movie, no music, no sport, no politics. No athlete. Correct. Uh, 
Are are they a musician? No. Uh oh. They're at six right here. And what what did I need to not lose? You did eight to win, nine for the tie. That's six. Start guessing people. There's one person out there that I think would help out a lot, but dude, I'm trying to think of what like other industry would have fame. You said famous, right? Yep. Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Is it is it male? Male or male? Is the person male? Yes, the person is male. That's okay. seven. Sydney, I was trying to mouth out and sign out uh, hints. Uh, I I can't tell if they're trying to screw him up purposely or they're actually trying to be helpful. Oh, it's <laughs> no, it's it's a coach. So I'm trying to figure out who a male coach would be that's famous. That I'm trying to think of who you would put in there. Ellie, of course, you said the Michigan State basketball coach. <laughs> I I really don't want to guess a Carolina person. Um, but I don't know if that would be considered. Well, you basically are. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe Sydney was right in holding up those L's. Probably. Um, <laughs> male coach. Do we know? Do we have a chance as a coach? We do not know. He's just assuming that. <laughs> I'm assuming it's a coach because that would be the only famous person I could come up with. Um, I'm trying to think of what sport you do. You probably do basketball or. And again, this is somebody that I'm pretty sure all three of you have heard of. This isn't just a question for you either. This is a vague question for whoever was in first place after round one. So it's someone that I am pretty confident that all three of the contestants know who they are. Yeah, is it a coach? No. Okay. Well, then I'm, I'm done. I've already, I've already lost. So you have one guess right here for the tie. So you can just get a person. And if you guess that wrong, then Sydney wins. Uh, I, I'm giving up because I'm not going to guess it correctly. Oh, lame. So oh. ask would be, is this person American? To which I would have said, no. Is the person American? No. All right, there's my ninth. Uh, I still don't know who you said famous it's person. Male. I don't know. It's male. Wait, Sydney, what'd you say? She said it's the queen. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yes, that's very, very close. Not the queen, but a male would be. Are, you, are, are we going like the Pope? <laughs> are we doing like legit like the king? Are we talking about Prince or King? So Prince Harry? Close to the queen, the queen of England, but not the queen of England might be. Charles. Right? Uh, but actually famous and beloved, but actually famous would be. I, dude, I, the male. Prince William. Okay, you're Henry, William, I don't really care, whatever. Yeah, but how is that? Okay, I understand that technically he is royalty and he is technically famous, but like he really hasn't been in the limelight for quite some time since they've had the kid. So that, he's that's- He's saying he's irrelevant. He's yeah. famous. He, he, but like, I'm just saying like this, that would be a tough one for a lot of people to guess because he really isn't like relevant right now or has, hasn't been, at least for me. What do you girls think? Was that a tough one or was Will just bad? That was tough, but it is what it is. Loser, <laughs> loser. Oh. 
Well, you were like, I'm the biggest loser though. Or singer, and then you're like, okay, let's put the dude that's not even technically, it's not even a real position in politics. That's why it's politics. At any rate, Sydney, congratulations. We might need to rethink 20 questions before we do this again. But Sydney, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, you might have to uh, edit out a lot of the pauses for roads. Yeah, that, that note's in there. Edit out all of your pauses and complaining. Got it. Done. Yeah, got it. <laughs> Complaining's fine. I, I'm, I'm fine with you cutting that out as well. That's cool. All right. Well, I'm sorry that was kind of a slow burn there at the end. Uh, maybe we'll just stick to Holly Springs people next time we play this. Uh, but thank you all for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, we hope that the first day of cross-country practice tomorrow goes great and as the start of a great senior season for both of you as well as the rest of the team. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys coming on. Thanks again to Sydney and Ellie for coming on to the podcast. But coming up next, we will finally debate our most favorite popular debates in our draft coming up next. More and more these days, people are talking about how kids are getting too much screen time. Especially with hours of school per day in front of a computer, it's important for kids to get stimulation from something that is in a bright light right in front of their face. So how about bringing back family game night? And if I got a game for you to choo choo choose, Ticket to Ride is a fun, fast-paced game for the whole family that, like any good board game, is a great combination of both skill and luck. Try to lay down your tracks, complete your routes, and beat your family and friends. For parents, your kids can learn both strategy and geography, all while having fun. And while you're at it, you can check out Ticket to Ride Europe and other titles from around the world. This game is available at Target, Amazon, or anywhere games are sold. In honor of last night's first presidential debate, which we will not be having a podcast segment on, uh, though it is odd that as a teacher I'm not really supposed to advertise my political views, I guess we're being compensated handsomely for our silence on these issues? Unclear. At any rate, in honor of the debate, we figured that we would draft the best debates. So basically, we're choosing our favorite age-old questions that people have struggled with over the years. There are just so many possibilities we could go with from here. I have no idea how this is going to go. But Will, you have the first pick, so get us started. Uh, man, um, this is going to be interesting because I really, when you, when you first came up with this topic, I had no clue what you were thinking on like where you would go with this. And I just hope that these are fun to talk about and at least we'll have a good 10, 15 minutes of conversation. And maybe it'll be funny for the listeners as well. So my first debate is going to be, <laughs> I can't even like do it with a straight face, but all of us have been in those moments where we're on a date and we're about to go knock on the door and introduce ourselves to our date or our date's family. And we look at ourselves and we say, hey, does my breath stink? Does it smell good? I don't know. And we've thought about, should it be an Altoid or a Tic Tac? Oh my God. I had no idea um, where you were going with that. Um, yeah. Um, generally, I think, I feel like my uh, move would have more been like um, a nice, nice gum ahead of time. I never really was a big like mint person. Uh, so I, I was kind of more gum, but that's, that, that's a great question. Which side of that debate did you fall on? So I think for, for me, if we're talking about staying power and like longevity of that nice taste in your mouth, 
then you have to go with an Altoid. I think that that's just going to last longer. Tic Tac, I feel like I just eat it like it's sugar. So it's more like, it, it, to me, it's candy versus an actual breath mint. Do Tic Tacs still even exist anymore? I feel like I haven't seen a Tic Tac in like 10 years. Oh, they, I mean, any, anytime you go to the grocery store, man, they're still there. And I, I don't know why. Like, I, I, I prefer gum. And I guess I should have gone gum or uh, breath mint. But I feel like the funnier debate for people to think about would be Altoid or Tic Tac. Um, we go old school and go the Banaka or the, or the little Listerine strips too. That's if we want to get like <laughs> Yeah, dude, strips were the worst. Uh, those are classic in middle school. Um, all right. Um, I'm already have no idea how I'm going to put these on Twitter. Um, but we'll, that's <laughs> a problem. But my first one, it is literally the age old debate. Some people are saying it's the first debate that ever existed. And that is, of course, what came first, the chicken or the egg? See, this is this was the one that I was like thinking for real. This is probably what I would put as my number one pick. But I wanted to be like different and interesting. Uh, but yeah, I, I. What is your thoughts about the chicken or egg? I mean, my thoughts are pretty simple. Like you, it, it had to be the egg. Um, like you can't have a chicken be birthed, birthed without an egg. And so like whatever precursor, I don't know how evolution works. We've already established on this podcast. I'm not a science person as uh, Mr. Bond roasted me for. Um, but uh, I've never seen a video that talked about this before, but whatever pre, you know, whatever happened before chickens, it came out of eggs. So you had to have like eggs that stuff popped out of before chickens were a thing. So I think it definitely had to be an egg that came first. Yeah, I, I think to, to put it in perspective, like you said, I don't think that out of thin air, the chicken just like appeared and then the egg came out. Like for me, it's like, okay, there was some sort of basic process where the egg existed first and then there was the chicken. So I, I must agree with you. All right. My second pick, I'm actually already going around. I had a draft board prepared. I'm already going rogue off my draft board. Um, but my second pick is going to be, this is a big, uh, especially now as we're getting to like football season, um, this is a pretty big, you know, Saturday or Sunday watching football games topic. And that is flats versus drumsticks. Flats versus drumsticks. So we're going the chicken wing debate. Um, I, I am a drumstick guy if we're having this debate. And I eat a lot of chicken wings. And I love me some chicken wings. But I think that the drum always is going to have more meat like right away that you can just get to with the flats. You're obviously going to have to work in between the bones a little bit. And I think that's just too much work for the meat. So drumsticks. Uh, so I used to, as a child, be a hundred percent team drumsticks, but like over the last decade or so, I'm absolutely team flats. Uh, like if I go to Publix to get wings, Publix has like great wings, by the way. Uh, if I go to Publix to get wings, I, I get all flats. Like I'll get like 20 flats and just like, totally wipe out their entire you know flat stock um i think that it's that drumstick it's so much harder to get you know you don't know you get some weird bites with drumsticks of like stuff it's like is this like tendon is it meat for flats like i honestly think it's easier to get the meat uh it's, it can be a little adventure times between the bone but like, i just think it's it's a better wing experience um with flats you know you get your hands a little dirtier flats are not always something you can eat with just one hand um sometimes you need you, you need both hands to kind of finish it off but Again, I am 100% team flats in this debate. All right. So we, dis we disagree on something once again. Once again. <sighs> All right. Um, I, 
The problem is I didn't really come up with a draft board. I had some thoughts and then school happened this morning and I completely forgot all my thoughts. So now I'm, I'm struggling to put together a legitimate shot at winning this draft. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do something that I, I try to debate a little bit. Um, and that is like football or football. So football as in American soccer football is the right football versus the American style football, like the world football or American style football. So football or football. All right. So you are like a soccer guy. Um, so which one do you think is like, do you think that soccer is the real football or, or what? Uh, from a, and I, I'm thinking of it as like a traditionalist and as like a marketer. When you think about when soccer or some sort of version of soccer has been in existence, I think it predates Americanized football. Um, and you look at it being a international sport versus just a uh, geographical location specific to North America. I, I think it just makes more sense from a worldview that it is American football is not it. So football, F-U-T-B-O-L, is the way to go. Um, I'd even go with a different answer there. You know, I think Aussie football, that's the real football, uh, or footy as we call it down under. Uh, so to me, that'll always be football. For the so, past, you know, two and a half months, that's when I think football, I think of my beloved Dockers. So for, for the purpose of the Twitter, are we going to put footy, football, and football? So have three? No, I'll probably just keep your uh, footy or football. I probably need to be saving characters wherever I can. But obviously, you know, I'm not a soccer person like you are. Uh, to me, American football is football and soccer is soccer. Um, that's, that's what it is to me. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for providing another option to our discussion that if people listen to, they might, might agree with my, my uh, debate a little bit more. Um, for, for the next one, I think for, for me, uh, because I'm such an anti-person, when it comes to this uh, brand and just these products, I'm going to do uh, Apple versus Windows. Yeah, I knew as soon as you started talking about it, I started typing down your answer. I knew it was uh, some anti-Apple related you know, beef. And I want people to realize, like when you put this on Twitter, whoever's listening to us speak right now, it doesn't matter. But like I was going to do like Apple versus Droid. But I feel like Apple is just such a large product that I feel like Windows going against Apple, like there's an obvious competition there. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think Apple is like the Honeycrisp. It's new. It's fresh on the scene. It's great. And Windows is just like your boring red Apple. Yeah, it's there. You can use it sometimes. But like, no, it's, it's not anyone's first pick. People love the Honeycrisp. Yeah, well... It's something that is, uh, you know, dear to my heart as I hate everything Apple. And it's one of the few things I could come up with. But I hope you don't take my next answer. Or well, next I know that there's only a few people that don't use Apple products now. I think maybe your Granny Smith is one of those. Um, but it's definitely a golden, delicious topic for you to have chosen. Um, all right. So uh, let's continue on with this drafting gala. Uh, I got a lot of good possibilities here. Um, there's a lot of food ones, but I don't want to pick all food ones. <sighs> I could go totally rogue with my fourth one. 
Um, and I think probably lose me the draft, but that's that's but, that's that's Rhodes. That is the typical uh, Rhodes move is to go rogue. So let's do it, man. Make it interesting. Um, so for my third pick, we'll, we'll stay with a little bit more normal now. We'll go. This is a debate people love to have. Is water wet? I wanted to use this one, but I almost feel like this this might be the most polarizing question we have that we put on Twitter. Because I know what kids how mad they get when we've had this conversation before, and I've done this with my soccer team before, is everybody gets upset and feels one way or another. Now, for me, water is wet. That is my opinion, right? Like, if we can go through, and I'm not going to, like, debate this because I can make 15 minutes of conversation with this specific debate, but, yes, I believe water is wet. I agree. I mean, if right now I am dry, if you pour water on me, I will be wet. What is the only thing that's changed? I'm covered in water. Like, therefore, I believe that water is, is wet. The only thing that kind of, the only argument that kind of gets me sometimes is like the whole underwater thing. Like when you're like underwater, like that's kind of has its own weird properties. So like that might not be like our fish, I don't know, fish are wet. They're covered in water. So uh, I don't know. I, but so before, okay. you, before you jump into the water, you're dry to go to your point you jump and then even though you are underwater, you're still wet. You just have stayed wet for a longer duration of time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I believe the water is wet. Yeah. And, and I don't care about this English debate of nouns versus adjectives versus whatever. It, it is what it is. Okay. It's wet. Yes. I think everyone who's listened to our podcast knows that um, we are not going to win any English debate. So <laughs> Absolutely not. You and me aren't winning any English debates. There you go for English listeners out there. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, last one. So many possibilities here. I got a food one. Then I got um, the one that I really want to do and go rogue with. I think you should go rogue. I really think you should go rogue. I'm not going to go rogue. I'm going to bring it up after the fact. Um, my last food one, we're going to go Coke versus Pepsi. Coke products versus Pepsi products. Uh, personally, I, I mean, I, even though Pepsi is a North Carolina thing, I think Pepsi's trash. Um, I don't know people who drink Pepsi. I think you're out of your mind. Um, Coke is far superior to Pepsi. However, I prefer Pepsi products because Pepsi has my beloved Mountain Dew. Um, so Pepsi products, I think, are superior. So I'd rather replace half Pepsi products than Coke products. But, like, who drinks a Pepsi? Like, what kind of sociopath walks around with a can of <laughs> Pepsi? You have to be out of your mind or have your taste buds sapped by probably Mary when she had, didn't have her taste buds anymore from her COVID. <laughs> she was going around drinking Pepsis. Beyond that, though, I don't know who else would drink Pepsi. Uh, man, well, I, I think for, for me, my answer to that is neither because I would go with a Dr. Pepper if I was going to – add them in. So if it was like a three-way competition, I think I, that would be a, a great debate to have. Uh, but in terms of Coke and Pepsi, I understand the, the want for Pepsi just from a like, it does taste like more sugary to me. So if, if you're somebody that just likes sugar and candy, like I feel like Pepsi is your go-to. But if you're somebody that's not like trying to like, you know, shovel candy into your mouth and swallow it, right? Like in liquid form, then you're going to go with Coke because Coke just has a better taste to it. I honestly think that Coke is more tasteful, but Pepsi does taste more like a sugar drink. So I, I guess it's more about the preference of what you want out of it. It's interesting. I do have the taste buds of a six-year-old and love sugar, but I still prefer Coke. So that's interesting. Well, 
I, I do have a, the taste buds of a six-year-old as well. So um, maybe not the best point to make, but it is made with real cane sugar or whatever the, their marketing ploy is. So whatever. So I guess that, that puts me on, on the, the clock for the last pick. All right. So this is something I think a lot more people uh, that listen to the podcast will relate to uh, with this debate question. Uh, because most of us either own one or the other as a homeowner, uh, and we've been to people's houses that have one or the other, and I feel like there's some really strong opinions uh, about this topic, and that's dog or cats. Yeah, that's the one that, as I was looking at my draft board just now, I forgot it was on there, and I already wish I would have picked that instead of what I picked. Uh, so that's a really good topic. Cats and dogs, that's, you know, the argument is old as time. Um, yeah. Earlier this podcast, obviously, we heard about my adventures and, um, and my interactions with cats. But uh, I, I'm a dog person now. I always will be because of my beloved firstborn son. Um, are you, are you, do you fall on the dog debate of that side of that also? Uh, yes. And th- this is a thing. It's like my, my cousins have cats and... I don't, it's not like I hate cats. Uh, I just have way more of a preference towards dogs and being a dog owner. And I'm not a dog owner, but I have had cats in my house before and it was not the best experience and not the most enjoyable experience. So if I was to own a pet, it would be a dog. I would say the only time I ever blurred on cats is when I'm outside and it's raining cats and dogs. Um, so that's kind of generally my biggest interaction with cats. Uh, so I'm going to give you now some of my rejected things on a draft board. This is actually super high on my draft board. I'm just not going with it. Um, does pineapple belong on pizza? To me, this isn't a debate. It does. Pineapple's perfect. Um, so I love pineapple. But the big one, the controversial one that I didn't go with is, is Santa a criminal? right? Is Santa a criminal? He breaks into people's houses. Plus, there's a lot of questionable labor violations regarding the elves. Like, is he paying the elves? Do they have free will? Can they leave? How are these elves treated? Like, you could honestly say that Santa Claus is one of the biggest war criminals, uh, the biggest, like the, you know, one of the largest uh, owners of, you know, slave or forced labor anywhere in the history of the world. Maybe that's just the, the Jew in me talking uh, and not, you know, maybe that's why I generally like predisposed to hate Santa, but I think Santa's a criminal. I think someone should lock him up. Uh, I've personally never heard this uh, potential debate before. Um, and, and I'm like, I'm trying to process it. Like I'm, I'm taking this debate seriously in my head and you just made some very valid points. Like if we were in a courthouse, and we had to have the prosecutors versus the defense. Like, I don't know if I could defend Santa as a regular person or a non-criminal. Like, I think as a prosecutor, you just proved your point very well. Yeah, uh, it, it's unfortunate. Like, it, it's, it really is unfortunate. I feel bad for all the kids out there that grow up, like, idealizing someone who's just a scofflaw, someone with no regard for just the, the norms that we of society have accepted over the last few hundred years. Um, I, I, you know, Santa's day of reckoning is coming. Um, obviously it hasn't happened yet, but it, it's, it's just a matter of time. And I love Christmas. So to, to sit here and, and speak badly in any capacity or form towards one of my favorite holidays, um, it's, it's kind of sad. It's a little depressing, but I, I can't deny the fact that you, you made such a great argument. So kudos to you. Hopefully it doesn't win you the draft, but kudos. <laughs> Thanks. 
Uh, all right. Well, now that we are finishing up today, I guess the only big debate for you guys to ask yourselves is, was this our greatest episode of all time or was it only a top five episode? So again, that's the debate I'm sure you guys have after every episode you listen to. Oh, man. I, I, I don't even think personally that I would put this in our top five, but if this was your jam, go for it. Listen to it all day. All right. Well, we, we enjoyed. Thanks for listening. Um, on, again, on International Podcast Day, there wouldn't be a podcast without our listeners. So thank you for everything that you do, namely listening to us. Uh, and we will see you next week. But for high school seniors or high school students, not in person. And I will second that. We appreciate, as always, all our listeners, all our fans. And continue to listen. We'll see you next week.